0: Thank you for downloading the PLOD Podcasts, Police Law On Demand, brought to you by 3D solicitors and barristers from Sergeants Inn Chambers. In our podcast series, we are going to discuss a range of topics affecting police officers and anyone involved in the criminal justice system. For more updates on police law, follow the Sergeants in Police Law blog at ukpolicelawblog.com. If you have any suggestions for any topics that you would like us to cover, please email plod at 3d-solicitors.com.
1: The indefinite retention by the police of a DNA profile, fingerprints and photographs of a person convicted of a minor offence without the possibility of review constituted an infringement of Article A to respect for private life. That was the view of the European Court of Human Rights in a case decided in February this year, Goran and United Kingdom. I'm Daniel Burke from 3D Solicitors, and with me to discuss this case is Hannah Hinton, a barrister from Sargent's Inn. Hannah, welcome to Plod.
2: Thank you, Daniel.
1: So, Hannah, this case has further developed the meaning of private life and raises a number of important issues. Could you talk our listeners through the background?
2: In 2008, a British national, Mr Goran, who was resident in Northern Ireland, was arrested for an offence of driving with excess alcohol. The police took a record of his personal data. That was his fingerprints, his photograph, and a non-intimate DNA sample from a buckle swab. He was prosecuted. He pleaded guilty at a first appearance. He was fined £50 and disqualified from driving for 12 months. No immediate or suspended custodial sentence was imposed on him. And by 2013, the conviction became spent. Soon after the conviction, his solicitor had written to the police claiming that the retention of the photograph, fingerprint and DNA sample was unlawful. He requested that they be destroyed or at least returned to him, but the police service refused his request. They relied on a decision of the European Court of Human Rights called MARPA and the United Kingdom and said retention of personal data... For anyone convicted of any offence was a matter for the UK government to decide upon. Mr. Goran challenged their decision, and his claim was eventually heard by the Supreme Court of Northern Ireland in May 2015.
1: Well, a key question for the Supreme Court to consider is the policy of the police service in Northern Ireland to retain indefinitely the DNA profile fingerprints and photographs of a person convicted of a recordable offence in breach of Article 8 of the AHCR. What was its ruling on this?
2: The Supreme Court held that the indefinite retention of his data was lawful. The court considered that the 2008 Strasbourg decision of MARPA, which held that indefinite retention of such material for those acquitted of criminal charges, breached Article 8, but the Supreme Court did not apply that to those convicted of an offence, as Mr Goran had been.
1: So the distinction was whether a person had been convicted or acquitted. But the case of the applicant was that regardless of acquittal or conviction, the indefinite retention of his DNA profile, uh, fingerprints and photograph in accordance with a blanket policy of retention of personal data of any individual convicted of recordable offence amounted to a disproportionate interference with the right to respect for his Article 8 private and family life and that that was unjustified. So it was on that basis that he appealed to the European Court of Human Rights. What was their view?
2: The court agreed with the applicant. It followed its earlier decision in Marpa and held that the indiscriminate nature of the powers of retention, which led to the personal data being held indefinitely, failed to strike a fair balance between the competing public and private interests. The court was impressed by Lord Kerr's dissenting judgment in the Supreme Court. He had said that the retention of personal data required a more nuanced, sensibly targeted policy to reflect the seriousness of the offence involved, to contribute to the goal of ensuring that the interference was no more intrusive than was required. The Strasbourg Court was critical of the police service because there had been no evidence that any consideration had been given to the question of whether indefinite retention of Mr Goran's data was necessary for effective policing or combating crime.
1: But the retention of biometric data and photographs is important in the detection and prevention of crime, and the retention of DNA, fingerprints and photographs assists in the identification of persons who may offend in the future. Now, the court clearly had a balancing act to strike. How did they manage this?
2: The court considered that the power to retain biometric data and photographs is important, because it pursues the legitimate purpose of the detection and prevention of crime, and that the taking of such information pursues the aim of linking a particular person to the particular crime of which he or she is suspected, and its retention pursues the broader purpose of assisting in the identification of persons who may offend in the future. However, following the reasoning set out in Marpa and by Lord Kerr, the court found The retention of such information relating to a person convicted of an offence, which was spent without reference to the seriousness of the offence or the necessity of keeping it indefinitely, was incompatible with Article 8. In particular, the court was concerned that there was no effective mechanism for reviewing the decision to retain his data. The court found that although the state retained a slightly wider margin of appreciation in respect of the retention of fingerprints and photographs than the DNA sample, that the widened margin was not sufficient for it to conclude that the retention of his data was proportionate in the particular circumstances, and that included the lack of any relevant safeguards, including the absence of any real review.
1: So the court held that the UK had gone too far?
2: That's right. The court found that the United Kingdom had overstepped the acceptable margin of appreciation and the retention of Mr. Goran's data constituted a disproportionate interference with his private life that could not be justified as being necessary. So there had been a violation of Article 8 of the Convention.
1: The question for the um, future is whether the UK will remain tied to the European Court of Human Rights as part of any Brexit deal. Details remain to be seen. Have you got any thoughts on this?
2: As far as I know, Daniel, the jurisprudence of the Strasbourg court will remain as important as ever. So long as the Human Rights Act remains in force, the rights set out in the European Convention on Human Rights are part of domestic British law. And our courts retain the power to declare legislation incompatible with those rights. In my opinion, that is definitely a good thing.
1: Yes, an opinion I agree with. If uh, any of our listeners want to look at the cases you've referenced, uh, you've written a blog on this on ukpolicelawblog.com. Uh, Hannah's uh, blog is on there. Hannah, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you very much, Daniel.
0: Thank you for downloading the Plod podcast, Police Law On Demand, brought to you by 3D solicitors and barristers from Sergeants Inn Chambers. For more updates on police law, follow the Sergeants in Police Law blog at ukpolicelawblog.com. If you have any suggestions for any topics that you would like us to cover, please email plod at 3d-solicitors.com.